Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. Youth sports has such a great direct parallel with the workplace. And so often when I talk to other coaches, we talk about the dreaded topic, the parents. And we talk about, you know, what are their expectations? What are our expectations? You know, where did they go wrong? See, when I grew up, we didn't have club volleyball. We didn't have AAU basketball. Where did this all go wrong? And here's the funny thing. Fundamentally, parents have to ask themselves one question. Am I raising a student athlete or am I raising a potential pro athlete? It is very clear our behaviors will support one of the initiatives. A student athlete is someone who does well on the court and off the court. Someone who's going to be a pro athlete, it's all about becoming a professional player or a a scholarship player. And I think that we tend to forget the objectives and how they don't really intersect with one another. See, parents, and sometimes players, but certainly the foundation comes from parents, it's all about playing time. Now think about that. Let's talk about that for a second. Playing time. Let's say playing time has to be equal. Great. Forget the team concept. Forget winning and losing. Forget putting the best effort out there. And we're going to put everybody's kid out there equally. What happens when the kid doesn't perform well? Got to keep him out there. And he keeps failing and he keeps making mistakes. Got to keep him out there. And void of the other parents getting upset and the kids' teammates getting upset. Got to keep him out there. What happens to the experience of the child? What happens to their psyche? So currently, I'm coaching a team with a number of development players. And I got the nicest email from a parent afterwards. He said, I got to tell you something. I can clearly see my kid is behind. I'm not worried about playing time. I'm worried about is he getting better and is he having fun? I said, you are the first parent in years I've gotten an email like this. That is the number one thing we need from you sports. Are our kids getting better and are they having fun? Are they having a good experience? The same thing holds true in the workplace. The number one motivational factor in a study done at Harvard a few years ago by a a professor by the name of Teresa Amable. She wrote a book called The Progress Principle. 76%, almost 8 out of 10 people, employees, said they were at their most motivated state when they were progressing. It wasn't reward. It wasn't recognition. It wasn't money. It wasn't playing time. Think of that. So now, let's look at the opposite view. If you, as a parent... And we get this comment all the time. Well, we're paying a lot of money. So are your fellow parents. So let's just open it to the highest bidder. 
let's just be transparent and say, well, we're going to have an auction for playing time. Seems like money's the issue. So highest bidder, your kid plays the most and probably won't be in the right position, won't have the great experience, but at least your kid got playing time. And what we have to do is remember, coach's number one objective is helping each kid get better. So I'm going to go back to the email from this parent. During the course of the tournament, this kid made a play. And it was uh, in the volleyball world called a free ball, and he had to hit it from the back row. And he took a full swing and hit it all the way to the back court. Really did a great job. All the kids were excited for him, and he was excited. And the parents had referenced that play, and I said, I have to tell you, do you know the first week he couldn't have done that? He wouldn't have come close to the net, more or less hit it on the other team's uh, back court. He said, really? And I said, no. I mean, I'm not making fun of your son. He could not have gotten the ball to the net. He said, I am shocked. And I said, that's okay. That's our reality. But I go back to two things. Is he getting better? And is he having a good experience? He said, coach, he's having a great experience. I said, great. When you see the next tournament, you're going to see a difference. And I said, I'm going to put him in for serving. He could not get the ball to the front port of our court when serving the first week. He will serve some balls in. And I said, now, he's going to get bigger, he's going to get stronger. If we have a good experience, we tend to want to do what? Produce effort and try more. The same thing happens in the workplace. Here's the thing the parents have to understand. When we get in the workplace, can't you kind of pick out the employees where they had people kind of pave the path for them. How many times do we hear people say in the workplace, wow, that, we got to do that, that project, that, that seems kind of hard. Yeah, change is hard. Doing new things comes with some discord and difficulty and getting out of your comfort zone. I get it. It's hard. Then be honest during the interview. Hey, by the way, if... During the course of my work here, if anything difficult comes up, could I just get a free pass? The same thing happens in youth sports. If a kid is not playing, somewhere along the line it becomes personal. The coach has it out for my kid. He doesn't, he or she doesn't like him. And then the kid, heaven forbid, hears this. And parents, let me let you in on something. They hear you. They feel your anxiety which gives them permission to quit. I get to quit. My parents are upset. Coach screwed me. I never get to play as much as I want. Now their association with effort and change and discord becomes, oh boy, that seems difficult. I got to quit. So most parents don't want to hear this. You are not raising a pro athlete. You are not raising, for the most part, percentages bear this out, a scholarship athlete. What you are raising is a student athlete. A student athlete who, if he or she gets better, will become a great employee. You are raising a student athlete who, if enjoys the experience, and improves, can become a future leader. If you think 
you are raising a pro athlete or a scholarship athlete. And heaven forbid that objective is not achieved and you show your disappointment, you potentially have raised to somebody who is entitled, who will struggle with change and discord and challenges, and potentially, potentially will not be a good teammate. So recently, I was watching a video talking about Gino Ariyama from uh, the UConn women's basketball team. And he does something very interesting. He looks for high-character kids. He looks for the kids that are smiling the most. He said somewhere along the way, the AAU tournament became about not how the team did in getting to the national tournament, but it became a showcase for individual talent. Think about that. Think if we went to a Broadway theater show and all the actors, sole objective was to get noticed by agents. Would the show really go on that well? The same thing applies in sports. The same thing applies in the workplace. How often do we have that person who will do whatever it takes to get ahead at the expense of their teammates? And recently I had a conversation with somebody who is a found out very accomplished athlete in high school. <clears throat> She's a manager of one of our client sites, and we're having this great conversation. And she she goes for the promotion. She is all about moving up the ladder. And I made a comment to her, and I said, I want to have a conversation with you. You're up on that pedestal, right? You've got a couple uh, supporting devices below you. And as you go up that pyramid, for lack of better description, it gets thinner up there. There's not as many of you. Would that be a safe statement? She said, yeah. I said, okay. I said, when you go up that ladder, what do you need from the people that are looking up at you? She did not hesitate to her credit. She goes, trust, hard work, support. And she went on and on and on. I said, okay. On your path upward, have you knocked a few people over? Have you stepped on a few people? Have you kind of maybe bullied them out of the way a little bit? She started to laugh. I said, what's so funny? She said, yeah, I think I have done that now that you ask. And I said, so those people are the ones holding up those supporting poles and top of the, you know, holding you up in the air. Do you think they want to support you? And she just went dark red. And I said, where does this come from? She said, well, I, I was a star athlete in high school. And she started talking about herself. And I said, let me share something with you. And I want you to just digest this. Don't react because you're going to feel very defensive. And I get it. You just epitomized a lack of leadership. I asked you about your high school and your sports experience. You never once mentioned the team. You never once mentioned how much you enjoyed it. You just admitted very transparently, which I give you a tremendous amount of credit, that you wanted to move up the ladder. And you potentially did it at the expense of some other people. Now you need their trust. You need them to follow you. You need them to be the best they can be. So I'm asking you emotionally, behaviorally, do you think they want to do that for you? And I said, and you turned red. 
So needless to say, we have what? We've got some work to do. So I go back to the following. When parents say, well, we're paying a lot of money, so are your fellow parents. And I just said this to a parent about a year ago. He said, well, we're paying a lot of money. I said, fantastic. It's about money. I'm going to get all the parents together, and we're going to open up playing time to the highest bidder. She goes, excuse me? I said, we're going to, whoever has the most money, their kid play, pays the most, plays the most. She said, well, hold on. I said, no, 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 I'm going to get all the parents. I got all the parents together. She was freaking out. I said, when you use criteria, we're, we're paying a lot of money, you just discounted everybody else. And you're teaching your son or daughter to discount everybody else. So we're raising kids to prepare them for the workplace or whatever they're going to do with their life. Are they getting better and are they enjoying it? Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called coach to you where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21-day programs for employees to learn and, more importantly, apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.